0: Rad Radio to you. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Boxing Day, Happy Festivus. Oh come on, that's it. I'm out of here. Rad Radio, whatever.
1: Got a few emails. Uh, R e d at radradio.com. The uh, follow-up to Thanksgiving. Uh, Christy wrote in, says Rob's crazy mom stuffing was a huge hit. Yum. Wish I had a waffle maker to follow Kyle's, Kyle's idea. Hint, oh, hint oh. for Christmas, honey. <laughs> Waffle maker. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, uh, all the recipes, including my mom's stuff, the recipe posted at radradio.com and the videos for them as well. Uh, if you want to duplicate or use any of them for Christmas or any other holidays along the way. Uh, one of our many Kyles wrote in and said, Rob, I'm looking at a new smoker. Which one do you use? I'll answer it, but I don't want to start this. Oh, boy. I, 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 I And I'll tell you why. It's great that you find things that you like, and I love my smoker. I, it's the best one I've ever used. I think it's great. I'm just not that guy who shows up at every party or every barbecue and says, Oh, using that, huh? You know, you really got to get, and then you insert your thing. And and it's usually Traeger people and green egg people. (laughs) Shut up. I'm glad you like them. I have no problem with them. But just shut up about it. Because you really kind of make yourself look like an idiot. Because if you're a great cook or even a really good cook, you can do it on anything under any circumstances. Yes, it's wonderful when you find your thing that you like. But it doesn't mean it's the only way to do it and that you need to go around telling people oh, yeah. what they should use. What I use, I use the uh, most updated version of the Masterbuilt electric smoker. Uh, in fact, this one's uh, new. Uh, we just started using it about a, a month ago. I love it. It's got everything tricked up. Uh, I'm still learning the options. That's what I use. I'm only mentioning it because you asked. What Does is, does electric mean there's no smoke? No, it means you plug it in to make it work. Ah. Laramie wrote in. <laughs> And we have an answer uh, for something we've been wondering about because we were talking about how uh, uh, the turkey brine, we know it has a shelf life of 18 months. That's what we safely can say according to the distributors and the manufacturers that we use. But we have been wondering. I mean, it's just dehydrated herbs, spices, dried up stuff. I mean, we keep these things in our pantry. Here's the latest. Laramie says, I just wanted to say thank you for the brine. It made the best turkey ever. And for a little insight, the turkey brine I used was your 2020 proprietary blend. Oh, good to know. So there's a three-year shelf life uh, report. We have another Radder Day coming up this Saturday morning. This is exclusively on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. We will be here this Saturday morning live from, of course, 6 to 9. It'll be commercial-free and uncensored. It'll only be on Rad TV. You can watch it live, listen live, and then it lives forever at (laughs) members.radradio.com. Let's talk to Steve Mickelson hey, Steve. live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and Mixpix.com. Two K's in Mix, two K's in picks, and the Mixpix podcast that he and I do every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. And uh, by the way, we will be, Steve and I will be. Uh, doing uh, a couple of the Mixed Picks podcast live during our usual holiday break because wow. there's too much going on. There's too much college football. There's too much NFL football right at the meat of the playoffs. Uh, so uh, we will uh, we will be here on uh, December. I believe it's the 27th and January 3rd. Right. Uh, or, or, or I think those are the Wednesdays yep. uh, when we, we will be here. Steve and I will be doing uh, the podcast. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. You know, with all the texting you and I did since, uh, th- since Thursday, it was all about sports uh, mostly. How was your Thanksgiving?
0: Uh, it was good, very disappointing, but a usual Thanksgiving for me as the Lions <laughs> laid an egg and just looked awful against the Packers. But other than that, it was very nice. Thank
1: you. So uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about what may be the good Aww. that came out of uh, the weekend anyways. In the Associated Press college football poll yesterday, Number three, Washington. Number four, Florida State. And number five, Oregon all moved up a spot. Georgia remains number one. Your Michigan Wolverines returned to number two after beating Ohio State 30-24. to 24. They uh, slipped from second to sixth, which sets up since Washington uh, is in there at number three. And Oregon's at number five. A top five matchup with Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game Friday uh, in Las Vegas. So uh, we're getting closer and closer, Steve, to the college football playoffs, et cetera. Did the Michigan win on Saturday at least make the whole weekend overall a little better for you?
0: Uh, the Michigan game was huge. If, if you gave me a choice, one of my teams wins and one loses, the right one won. Michigan, you know, Harbaugh finished his three-game suspension, but Michigan came out early. Their offense looked a little weak in a sense, but what they did is they just kept running the ball to wear down Ohio State's defense. You saw it late in the game. Ohio State had to make a stop. Michigan just went in, kept running the ball, gaining first down, first down, and pretty much ran the clock out in the fourth quarter, which was awesome as they awesome. defeated Ohio State and beat them three straight times. And now Ryan Dave, people are calling for his job because he can beat everyone but Michigan. <laughs> and you know, in that rivalry, that's the game you got to be winning. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think it'd be a mistake for Ohio State to get rid of them. The, their turn comeback, and they'll be the dominating team in the Big Ten soon enough.
1: We'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive a lot more into college football on uh, Wednesday's uh, podcast. Who so, are uh, our uh, pigskin picks? Team Don bitches. Cheats, bitches. We do them every week during the NFL season. Winners and losers, no point spreads. Uh, everybody has the same team tonight in Monday Night Football except for one member of the panel. So oh, there'll well. be slight changes, uh, but not really. Uh, for the weekend, Week 12, 12 right and 3 wrong. That is first place for the weekend and that distinction goes to Kyle. All, All right. right. Good Good John nice. Kyle. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh Steve and I were tied for second just a game behind at 11 and 4. Don, who you remember disagreed with uh oh, Steve on half no. of the games this weekend. Yes. And what did I say? I say when you have that, you split them. Maybe you get 4 right and and Steve gets 4 right, there's no change. Okay. Almost. Dawn went 10 and 5.
0: Okay, not bad, not bad.
1: And Brandon had the only losing record over the weekend, seven right and eight wrong. Loser, right here. Yeah, and you're you're not even really trying. Well, <laughs> oh, I I, that's what I get for copying yeah. off a quote expert on the oh, website. That's right. Oh, yeah. uh, so for Aww. the season. As of right now, Steve picked up another game, and Dawn is two games behind. I'm just a loser now. Kyle and I are seven games back, and Brando is 13 games back. That's the most. Uh, All right, Steve, so let's go to uh, your Lions, who remain atop the NFC North. A lot of people say they're still on track to win it for their first time. They, uh, as you said, continued their tradition of losing 7th straight on Turkey Day by losing to the Packers 29-22. There's a lot, really, to unpack in that game. You had said on our podcast last weekend that Jordan Love isn't even a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's, he's the Packers starter. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the Lions sure made him look like uh, he belongs starting. They are now the Lions. They're two games ahead of the Vikings, but the Vikings play tonight, so they're a game ahead If they beat the Bears and then your Lions, they have to go to New Orleans and then Chicago, they host Denver, they have to go to Minnesota, they have to go to Dallas, they have to go to Minnesota again. Let's start with your Lions, Steve. Uh, Do you agree with everybody saying, eh, it's a game, maybe it's a Thanksgiving thing, they're still on track to win the NFC North?
0: It it is a game. I still believe they're going to win the NFC North. I'm not really that worried about it. But the thing that has me worried the last few weeks is, Their defense last year was the second worst in the NFL. They were the worst most of the year, but the end of the year, they started playing better, and that defense is starting to show up that they're allowing – I mean, Jordan Love has not been good pretty much the entire season, and they made him look like an all-pro quarterback, and that's the part that worries me here because their defense is really starting – to look bad and they got to figure some things out they got to find ways to cover some wide receivers because they're just not getting it done and their pass rush which they thought would be the strength of the defense you know in x amount of games they've been good but the majority of games they just haven't been able to get a up at all and uh, that's worrisome
1: so uh, it, it, the Jordan Love issue, the fact that his two best games in the NFL have happened the last two weeks, you're still saying that's on the defenses he played, and you're not sold on him for the future of the Packers.
0: Co- correct. I'm just not convinced he's an accurate quarterback. If, if you're not an accurate quarterback, he, he makes some outstanding plays. I'll, I'll give him that, that you look at him and go, wow. You know, if he could do that all the time, he'd be an elite quarterback in the league. But then he just misses wide open guys and short passes, you know, the things that you would call a layup. And, you know, that's just unacceptable in the NFL. And maybe I'll be wrong, but to me, he's just not accurate enough uh, to be a starting quarterback in the NFL.
1: Your Lions tried to give America a little bit of a hope that we wouldn't have three horrible games, not knowing what was coming after uh, your the, the packers liars. And Packers got up 20-6 to six in the first quarter, but the Lions scored... 8 in the 3rd, 8 in the 4th, and then we had two just monstrous blowout games, Steve. The Cowboys beat the Commanders 45-10, to but the thing you and I keep talking about, particularly on the podcast, the Cowboys this year have beaten a bunch of losers, the Giants, (laughs) the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Rams, the Giants again, the Panthers, and now the Commanders. None of them have winning records at all, and and we are about to find out who the Cowboys are. The argument made by former Cowboy Michael Irvin yesterday morning on the NFL Network is they're just gearing up. They're getting it. They're figuring out who they are. They're figuring out their plays by playing these terrible teams. Which they better, they better because uh, they've got to host the Seahawks and then the Eagles. They've got to go to Buffalo, go to Miami, host your. Detroit Lions, and then they have the Commanders at the end of the season. So the, the Cowboys win 45-10 to 10 on Thanksgiving, but what does that show us?
0: Yeah, you know, the, the Cowboys, they are the best team in the NFL at beating up these bad teams. They need to do that, but we'll find out. They, they hit their hard part of their schedule, and we'll find out if they're, you know, an elite team in the NFL. I just, you know, I don't expect anything other than that from the Cowboy fans, because They're faithful. They root for their team. They love to blow out these bad teams and then tell themselves how great the team is. We'll see if they can beat the Eagles and the Bills and the Dolphins and and those teams. And if they can hey, fantastic. They are one of the top teams in the NFL.
1: Uh, best part of that game was Dolly Parton's performance. Whoop, whoop. Which we'll talk about <laughs> later in the entertainment news because not everybody agreed for very interesting reasons. Oh, it's Dolly. Uh, so, Steve, on the NFL Network uh, yesterday morning, the argument made against that Cowboy argument uh, by Kurt Warner and others was, if you look at the NFC, there's two elite teams, the Niners and the Eagles. That's it. Those are the elite teams. We don't know yet where your Lions, where the Cowboys fall. The Niners went out 31-13 against the Seahawks and the game of the week by far. I can't believe they haven't flexed it to the Sunday night game for this next weekend. Is the Niners and the Eagles who are 10 and 1, the Eagles are. That's two games better than the Niners, so if the Niners want any shot at home field advantage, they have to beat the Eagles. The Eagles have uh, they came from behind to win over the Bills yesterday, 37-34. Eagles have trailed at halftime in each of their past 4 games, they've found a way to come back and win in all of them which ties an NFL record. But does that say Steve that the Eagles are always going to find a way to win and that they're the best team in the NFL, or does it say they are imminently beatable and they just keep finding a way to win?
0: Well, one, good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. I agree with the NFL Network. The two clearly best teams in the NFC are the 49ers and the Eagles. But to expand on that, and this is where I've been saying all year, the 49ers are... The Niners are at the Eagles. The opening line right now is the 49ers on the road, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles in Philadelphia. That flat out tells you the experts say the 49ers are a better team, and I'm saying they're saying they are a substantially better team because you're given two, two two-and-a-half now because home field's not as big as it used to be. So you're saying the 49ers on a neutral field are basically a five-point favorite over the Eagles. Just shows how good the 49ers really are.
1: That's staggering. And for people that don't pay attention to or understand sports betting, that is a staggering Uh, opening line you you uh, I want to mention this you were texting me about this if this is a name everybody needs to get used to hearing if you and I are right Uh, quarterback CJ Stroud of the Houston Texans who had another memorable day passed for 304 yards a pair of touchdowns became the first rookie to pass for at least 300 yards in four consecutive games ran for a team high 47 yards in a score he has to be the rookie of the year uh the texans lost to the jaguars 24-21 but you and i have talked on the podcast that we do on wednesday steve a lot about the texans uh c- coach Ryans and everything he's done the, the-, the texans were the laughing stock of this league when the season started them and the in the cardinals and they're really building something and it's all on the back of cj stroud
0: cj stroud is so much fun to watch i just i i kept sever- sending you several texts just <laughs> He's a rookie. He's amazing. I love watching him play. This Texas team besides him really isn't that good. And I believe I also sent you a text stating that whoever for the Panthers made the decision to draft Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud should be fired. And, whoa, look at that. Carolina Panthers fire head coach Frank Reich just 11 games into his tenure with the Panthers. I'm not sure it was Frank Reich who pulled the trigger on that trade, but uh, if it wasn't, he wrongfully got terminated. It should have been the person who decided to draft Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud because C.J. Stroud is an amazing quarterback. I hope he does not. Suffer any serious injuries, and we're able to watch him play in the NFL for a good 15 years.
1: Well, and Frank Wright, he he was he he had to go either way eventually, if not right away, because the big selling point of Frank Reich is he played quarterback in the NFL, and he's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, and he hasn't proven to be such. Uh, can you give uh, can you give the the Las Vegas Raiders fans, because we have a lot of them, uh, any hope, any any positive 80. words after going down to the Chiefs, 31 to 17? Oh. oh.
0: Uh, you know the, the Raiders early on. I, I had hope. Hey, here we go. I believe they were up fourteen nothing in that game, if I'm correct, uh, watching it. But then the Raiders that we knew under Josh McDaniels seemed to appear, and they couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes the second quarter and the whole second half. And oh. I, again, the Raiders are moving in the right direction. I just don't think they have the talent to compete at that level. We saw it. The Chiefs are a much better team. And, you know, unfortunately, the Raiders have slipped to 5-7. and seven. They're out of their easy part of the schedule.
1: And it, 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 we are now in that time of the year, Steve, uh, where it really gets serious. And with all of the various, all the parity where any team can beat any team, all of the teams that were pronounced dead, some of them by you and me, coming back, it is, it is going to be a wild final six weeks of the season. There's 14 playoff spots, seven from each uh, division, or or conference, rather. Two first-round buys are on the line. In the AFC on Sunday, yesterday, in the AFC, the number one seed, like if we stopped right now, who would be the best team and have home field advantage? The Miami Dolphins had it when the day began. And then the Jaguars temporarily took hold of it. And then they surrendered it to the Kansas City Chiefs. All three of those clubs are 8-3, but that perch reverted back to the Baltimore Ravens after they outlasted the Los Angeles Chargers last night. So right now, the Ravens have the AFC's top seed. And then Sunday began with the Houston Texans holding the conference's final wild card spot. The Texans would have been in the playoffs if yesterday was wow. the day. But it ended with the Colts clinging to the final playoff spot in the AFC because the Bills collapsed in overtime at Philadelphia. Right now, the Bills, the almighty Bills, Wouldn't make it into the playoffs of the AFC. The Texans and Broncos are right there between Buffalo and Indianapolis. In the NFC, we know the Eagles and the Niners and the Lions, will they're at the top. They'll all get in there. The Cowboys will get in there. And then you've got teams like the Falcons and the Vikings and the Seahawks and the Packers and the Rams and the Saints are all separated by one game. This is going to be insane for the next six weeks, Steve. Yeah, it's going to be a lot
0: of fun. The NFL has to be loving it because there is all the parity you know, you mentioned the Falcons, the Saints. We all knew going into the division, the NFC South was a terrible division. The question there is, is will the division winner get to nine wins so they'll be above 500, or will the division winner be eight and nine and be below 500 but getting to host a playoff game? But doesn't matter because all of those teams are bad. But it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just amazing when you look at the – you know, the AFC and the Bengals are sitting at five and 6 They're now pretty much eliminated. But the Broncos have won five straight. They're sitting at six and five and looking at it. And as you mentioned, the Colts, here's a team when they don't turn the ball over, are a really good team. They've scored a lot of points. But, man, who would have thought the Colts would be 500 or better?
1: Uh, I know I sure didn't. So you met, you alluded to this earlier, Steve, over the last two years, if you include this season as well, this home field advantage thing in during the regular season has not been that much of an advantage. Does that still hold true when it's playoff time to where if you have home field, you're not only playing in front of your fans, you don't have to travel maybe at all. If you have home field throughout the whole time and you keep winning, how much do you put a little more stock into it in the postseason?
0: I still like home teams just because you know, you're going to have a sellout stadium. The fans are going to be there and you know, I, I think there still is that factor. It's not as big as it used to be, but I do believe there still is a bigger factor. You want to be at home in these, especially if you're a cold weather team and you get to face a warmer weathered team, you know, like a team coming up from Miami going up into not that it's New England, but you know into <laughs> Buffalo or a stadium like that where you know the game's going to be cold, it's outdoors. That's where you really enjoy that home field advantage.
1: All right, let's get to the Monday Night Football game. It's not much of a matchup, but because (laughs) uh, because the Vikings they're in it, they're in this race uh, matter. uh, The game matters. We've got the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Right now, the Vikings are a three-point favorite. The Bears last
1: week they did lose to Detroit as they blew a a big lead late in the
0: game, but prior to that, they won their prior game. Justin Fields is back at quarterback. They're playing much better. The Bears have decided to allow Justin Fields be Justin Fields, has some design runs, and he's a good quarterback who is accurate, who can also run, so he's very difficult to stop. It's just this Bears defense really mm-hmm. is not a very good defense at all. The Vikings, they finally lost last week at Denver after winning four straight. they turned to uh, – sorry – Um, You know, they got Josh Dobbs at quarterback, TJ Hawkinson tight end, so they have some players. They're really not a very good rushing team, so look for them to continue throwing the ball. And Josh Dobbs, hopefully, he can hold on to that magic, as he's been a great quarterback and a lot of fun to watch this year, as I think he's been with his seventh team in the last four years. But uh, the Vikings aren't home. They're still at six and five, they're trying to run down the Lions in that division. They need a win. I have the Vikings to win due to being at home, but I'm hoping the Bears really allow Justin Fields to do whatever he needs to do to win this game and keep that Vikings defense off balance because the Vikings defense isn't very good either. To me, I would be looking at playing this game over, but I have the Vikings.
1: Uh, Everybody on the pigskin picking panel has the Vikings winning at home tonight except for one person. And obviously, if that one person is right, they will move up in our standings. That one person that has the Bears is Dawn. Oh, okay. The surprise worst team in the NFL almost oh. uh, road win coming tonight. Oh, no. I had no idea. From uh, from the uh, You would be only one game behind, Steve, again, or you'll be three games. God damn it. Steve. We will find out. All right. So, uh, Steve, we'll talk to you on this show Friday morning. You and I will talk Wednesday for the Mixed Picks podcast on Rad TV. Talk to you then.
0: Thank you and have a wonderful
1: week. You too, Steve. Mixed picks, two Ks in mix Picks, 2Ks and Mix, 2Ks and Picks at MixPicks.com. Uh, we do the Mix Picks podcast every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. We did get this note from uh, Robert. Hey, Robert. Says, I can't be the only one who is enjoying Dawn's defeat in the pigskin picks. The joy she had when she was a top has all come crashing down. It's a holiday miracle. Yeah, I mean, I knew that was coming, dude. <laughs> yeah, she did. She, right. That's why she was that's enjoying why, it. Yeah, that's why I was obnoxious, because yeah. I knew I'd go yeah. down as I do every year. <laughs> and, yeah, and she does maintain <laughs> yeah. you are not. You haven't won anything. She did that. I know she did that obnoxious. Hey, I won the week and hey, I'm winning oh, now. yeah, You gotta be obnoxious <laughs> yeah. while you're on top. You can see yeah. all of the uh, pigskin picks. Way too many innuendos there at uh, radradio.com. Oh, Rob, anybody. anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, anybody. and Dawn show.